You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. And welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, along with Tony Sincata, Pete Considori, producing our show. Help us to keep flying straight. And I'm so excited. Uh, we've got a great guest, a great mind, a great baseball mind. He's a legend. He's a pioneer in fantasy sports. He's the man. He's Lenny Melnick. Lenny, how are you? Yes. I'm, I'm glad you said a great baseball mind clarified that because there are other aspects of my life that are not so great. But baseball, yeah, I got a great baseball mind. Now, as far as relationships are concerned, and not that great in a couple of those categories. Uh, my weight is up, and, uh, you know, I can do good in that. Are you interested in more categories? Because I'm a very complex person. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff here with you, Lenny. But you mentioned weight. I want to also talk yes. about uh, LennyMelnickFantasySports.com and all the great things that our listeners uh, could get from going there. By the way, they could follow you on Twitter, at Lenny Melnick. Uh, you're a great, great tweeter. Uh, people will know exactly where you're. <laughs> I'm a great tweeter. You're a great tweeter. <laughs> I'm yeah. 70 years old. So what? 70 years old, and I'm known as a great tweeter. Yeah. That's well, fantastic. And, and I did and, it. Yeah, exactly. People know exactly where to find you that way as well. But yeah. yeah, but uh, I want to get into a lot of stuff with you. But you mentioned weight, and, and uh, Dominic Smith is a guy that uh, in the past, you know, you, you're a great baseball mind also because you actually go and watch players play. Like you go to the Arizona Fall League every year and whatnot. And uh, yeah. you, you talked about Dominic Smith. I don't know if you saw him in the Fall League or just in another venue, but you saw him and you looked at him and you had said, you know, he really doesn't look like an athlete. I mean, his numbers are pretty good. But all of a sudden now he comes out this week, he's lost 30 pounds. Do you think it's going to help him? Yeah, I did that too a couple of times. And, <laughs> and, then, and then my wife divorced me. So what, what was that? Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to mention. No, that's okay. No, I'm just wondering, do you think that, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, Dominic Smith and, and, and his weight loss. You think this, it's going to help? I mean, uh, I mean, the Mets uh, signed Adrian Gonzalez this year. I mean, yes. who do you think uh, gets the most at-bats at first base with the Mets? Well, I did see Dominic Smith in Binghamton. Mm -hmm. Andrew and I went up to Binghamton to see the Mets. Uh, this was two years ago. Right. And sure enough, Dominic Smith was there. And now, of course, I, I knew the names, but I had no idea what they looked like. Right. And, uh, <laughs> okay, Dominic Smith, to me, as soon as I saw him step on the field, I said, whoa. Uh, I compare him to Tony Gwynn, mm. Okay. So, yeah, but that was when Tony Gwynn was 42 years old. Exactly, right? right? Yeah, he didn't look like Tony yeah, Gwynn uh, at the beginning of his Yeah, no, not career. the uh, baseball player Tony <laughs> Gwynn, the 42-year-old Tony Gwynn. Yeah. That's what I compared him to. Right. So, I don't know. And he has lost weight before and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but it, it's not really his weight that uh, didn't impress me. It was the fact that he just seemed kind of lethargic. He didn't have a lot of energy. When I, You know, some people scout 
based upon uh, analytics and stuff. I, I understand that. But I take a look at players, and I, I, I look at their energy. I look at their field presence, and I look at the intangibles that can't be measured in terms of numbers. The numbers mean something as well. I try to put that in there, too. Mm-hmm. Dominic Smith did not impress me at all, and that was before he made his debut and then unimpressed all the men officials as well. Right. Uh, the guy that didn't impress me a lot was Ahmad Rosario. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the exact opposite. When he came out of the dugout, now I knew he was there, but I didn't know who he was. And uh, and I said, whoa, Andy, who's that guy? And he said, "That's." Uh, she looked him up in the, in the program, that's Rosario. Mm-hmm. He looked like a man among boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really looked terrific. Uh, he just, you know, he's got uh, some fine-tuning. He has no patience at the plate, only walks a couple, you know, didn't really walk a lot. And his power, he just hits the ball. He doesn't hit the ball very hard, but still, I'll go on that limb, I'll take the analytics and throw them out the window. Mm-hmm. Based upon how he handles himself on the field, the discussions I've had with some of the scouts who tell me that he's got a lot of the tools, and some of the tools that he does have have not been fully developed yet. Uh, I think the Mets have, I think if you're in a dynasty league, uh, this is a guy that you must get. Yeah. Legend, legend. You're a man of common sense. But here's the thing. How the hell did you play fantasy baseball 20 years ago without hard hit rate, barrel percentage, and all these new statistics that everybody throws out there? Well, how did you know I didn't know all this 20 years ago, Tony? You're assuming. <laughs> I mean, I did. I knew barrel rate when uh, there were a couple of brothers in, at Grossinger's Country Club on ice skates. They would jump over the barrels. Remember that on, on AB, Wide World of Sports? Yeah, that was the only barrel rate I knew. Uh, I'll tell you something. How did I do it 20 years ago? Same way I'm doing it now. I don't look at the barrel rate. I don't look at the hard hit rate. I don't look at the. Uh, I don't look at any rates except what they're charging me on my on my credit cards. And sometimes I get phone calls and they tell me they could reduce it, but I don't even bother with that. No, I again. Look, I was at the Arizona Fall League this year for 30 days, and when I got there, Tony, I didn't know any of the players. I, I'm not going to tell you. I, I knew maybe a couple of guys, and at first I was disappointed, but then. I realized now I have a chance to see how good I am. Let me scout these players without any uh, any prior knowledge, and uh, let me just take a look. And I saw a lot of these guys, in some cases, six or seven times. And I took my notes and I looked at them, and, and based upon just you know what I saw, and you know because you know me way back when when I saw Andrew McCutcheon and Dexter Fowler, and I called a, pel- a fellow who was very high, Matt Laporta potty. Remember him? Yes. I had him, <laughs> and you know just by the way, even Ike Davis when he came up, I thought I lost on that one because I see Ike Davis, a big guy, and but he just had no field presence except for his size no energy and first year he was pretty good and now he's become a pitcher in some kind of league or something like that (laughs) but yeah uh i I did it then i remember seeing javier vasquez for the first time remember the pitcher from the montreal expos years ago as soon as i saw him i jumped all over him Mm I jumped, yeah, I jumped all over Javier Vasquez just because I saw him on TV. Same thing with Chin Min Wang. I saw a guy who actually threw downhill. Everything he threw was down. You could see it, you know, and uh, so I liked him because of that. Uh, Stan Belinda is a guy you probably don't know. I loved him, too. He didn't make it, so I'm not 100%. 
I'm sorry. The sidewinder, Lance Stanbolinda. Yeah, he was he was a he was a potential closer, but the point is is that you know there's all kinds of ways to do it. I do it my way. Uh, sometimes I've been right more than I've been wrong, but I have been wrong, and that's that should surprise you, Tony. I usually yes, don't yes. say that. <laughs> so, so who <laughs> really stood out to you this year in the Arizona Fall League? Uh, you know, a couple of guys. Well, uh, a couple of guys. I'll tell you who didn't stand out for me first. Okay, I'm because sure. that's uh, it's, just it's, as, it's, just uh, as one, important. Uh, yeah. Well, this is even more important because the guys who stood out to me may, you know, just, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if we're going to hear them for a while, but there was one fella, and his name escapes me, the Houston Astro, uh, Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, uh, Tucker, you know, uh, Preston Tucker? I can't think of, no, not Preston, his brother, uh, hey, hey, I forget hey. this name every single time, but Preston anyway. Preston was uh, uh, a Marlin, right? Yeah, he's now on the Atlanta Braves. Oh, that's Preston, but it's his brother who. Uh, oh, somebody help me here! Is it I Kyle? In a house Is it Kyle? These base- Kyle. Yeah, there Kyle. you go, Damn. Kyle yeah, Tucker. You go. You Very it. highly touted prospect. And by the way, Kyle Tucker's name is being mentioned in a deal with the Miami Marlins for JT Real Muto. Hmm. Just want to let you know that. Yeah, Real Muto to the Astros is something that's being talked about. You know, time for for McCann to take a seat as a, uh, you know, just give him a little bit of a break. But Kyle Tucker comes up to bat, and he arguably. Uh, Acuna was the best prospect, there's no question about it. Mm. But Kyle Tucker comes up to bat, and everybody knows him, and he's got the great stats. And I take a look, and I see this guy is not going to make it. So you can etch that in your kitchen table. You can score me on a player that everybody likes. Mm. I'm going to go against the grain. Wow. And here's what I saw. I saw a big kid with a very long swing. I did see a kid who held on to the bat with both hands when he followed through. The Charlie Lau theory is you let go of the... Uh, of the top hand, and uh, he, he looked off balance. He looked. He, he put up the minor league numbers like that. But I got to tell you, I think the major league uh, pitchers are going to get this kid, and um, it'll be interesting to find out if they uh, if the Remuto for for Tucker deal is actually there. I did see Francisco Mejia, the big time catcher for the Cleveland Indians, who is not going to catch. Okay, yeah, that third, could be a right? shockeroo to some mm-hmm. people. He's going to play third base. I saw him play seven games, and uh, each one of those games was at third base. I don't think he caught through the entire Arizona Fall League. Uh, pitcher, uh, a player for the uh, uh, you may not. I'll talk about players you may not know. Josh Naylor, uh, big first baseman, almost looks like a softball player. But I got to tell you something. You know these fat guys who can run. You know, I mean, I'm like that too. I can still run. <laughs> You know, I will tell you right that I don't think anybody in fantasy in the fantasy industry could beat me in in like a two yard dash or something like that. But uh, Josh <laughs> Naylor, big kid, tremendous pop. Uh, he's not he's not a big fat slow. He can, you know he can move a little bit. I like him, San Diego first baseman, which is why I really don't believe that San Diego's interest in uh, Eric Hosmer is for real. Uh, so, so, so those are the, some of the guys. Luis Urias, good-looking second-base shortstop for San Diego. The guy, when I saw Brian Dozier in the Arizona Fall League, he kind of reminded me of Derek Jeter. And the reason was, it's not because he, you know, he could hit 40 home runs or anything, I didn't expect the power. He just knew how to play the game. You know, he'd single, hit a single, and then round first, and as soon as the outfielder even 
bobbled the ball for one second. Bingo, he was at second base. He just knew where to be, what to do. The whole thing had the same kind of instincts. So uh, Luis Urias fits that mold of uh, Brian Dozier, Derek Jeter. Not going to say he's going to be a superstar, but that's the kind of player I saw there. Great stuff from the legend. Lenny Melnick. Who, who, who knows plays better than you? Lenny, tell everybody what you do. The first thing you do, what time do you get up in the morning? <laughs> and, and what is your goal in life when you wake up? And congratulations waking up each morning. Yeah, well, first of all, how many times have you and I slept together? <laughs> I mean, it's really, I, I don't know. Wait a second. Excuse me. I don't really, I'm talking about in terms of sleep, sleeping over. Do we? I remember, I remember you left your shoes at my house once. <laughs> yes, yes. Huh? I've slept on Lenny's couch during many of a baseball game. Yeah, that's right. And I had to go to the next apartment because this guy, you know, forget about it. it snoring. <laughs> but so anyway, no, I have done this. Look, I owned the business for uh, longer than I want to tell you and probably much longer, much longer than any of you guys put together or old. Uh, and it was a manufacturing concern. We started at 6 in the morning so that at 2.30 in the afternoon, guys could go to another job and still have a life. Or if I asked for two hours overtime, it was really easy. you get out at 5. So that meant I had to be at my office at 6, so I had to leave my house at 5. I had to get up at 4. And I've been getting up at 4 o'clock every morning for about over 40 years. And now, Tony, this is no kidding. Without an alarm clock, I'm up at 3 o'clock. And I'll tell you why I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, number one, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I live in New York and Tony's in Florida and we don't have to hang out together every day. Uh, but the second reason, in addition to having, uh, oh, I just, uh, did I tell you this, Tony? What's that? I don't, know if I, I, I don't know if I can stay on the phone too long. Andrea's in labor. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Yeah, so I may have to go to any Andrea. minute. Actually, Steve Gardner called the last week, and she's in the labor league. How about nice. that? Congratulations. So, yeah. I was in the first labor draft back in the mid-'90s where we had 16 people on a AT&T hookup in an auction. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Imagine 16 people on the phone on a hookup. Every uh, Melnick goes four. Okay, and here's the thing. Uh, here's the greatest trivia question of all time. In the labor league, who was the first player ever to be thrown out in the auction draft in the in the labor league? Nobody knows the answer except me. Uh, the answer was Bernie Williams. Wow. I was in an American League only. We did the first draft, and Bernie Williams. So. Um, Keith Oberman was in our league. You know the great Keith Oberman? Yeah, yeah. Right? Because we couldn't find enough experts. Now you could find, now there's an expert now league. There's a waiting, waiting list, right? League with <laughs> with 8,000 people who are experts. Uh, my next-door neighbor got up this morning and said, Lenny, I just want to let you know I'm an expert now, so uh, you got a league for me? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you were, I had to swear him in as an expert, the whole thing. Raise your right here. I did that. You know, I did that with somebody uh, a caller last week asked me a question, and I told him, okay, I'm going to swear you in as the genius of the day. Uh, raise your right hand and repeat after me. And then I, I spoke to him after, and he actually, on the radio, he raised his right hand. <laughs> he really did it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So Keith Oberman was, was in the draft. And Bernie Williams gets thrown out, and Keith Oberman thought we were joking around with him. He said, guys. I actually prepared for the National League, and I can't embarrass myself or my boss, so I'm going to have to drop out. Oh and he goodness. did. 
and and John Hunt, of course, with all the guys on the phone, John Hunt was smart enough to have backup guys in case somebody got disconnected. So Keith Olbermann was in the league. Rod Beaton was in the league. Peter Gavins was in the league. Uh, it was now? fantastic. I, I got to tell you, because there were no experts around, so we we got those guys. But yeah, I get up at four o'clock, and I am the luckiest guy in town. Uh, I don't have to get up at four o'clock, but I can't wait to start my day, and that's uh, a real blessing. When you can get up in the morning and can't wait to start your day and get up at four o'clock because you want to, uh, it's a beauty. And I, I read all the out of town newspapers, and then during the course of the day, I, I speak to some beat writers and troll around. It's, uh, I tell you what, man, it's the best time of my life. There you go. The great Lenny Melnick. Thank you for joining us. Go to Lenny. That's it? I'm sorry. You want to stay on for another uh, segment? That's it? You want to stay on? We'll be back. No, you uh, want, oh, of course. Here's you, this. He's going to go crazy. You want to stay on for another segment? <laughs> we'll keep you on. You have time? Uh, only if Tony allows it. Tony? It, he's got nowhere to go. All of right. course he's going to stay. we got more Lenny Melnick coming up. We'll be back with more <laughs> Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, Joe Galina, Tony Sincata. The legend is with us. Lenny Melnick. He's the man. I miss you in the chat room, by the way. you got to quit your job. <laughs> you know, really? I, I, you know, I mean, come on. I thought we were friends, and then all of a sudden you get a job, and you can't come into my 9 o'clock chat room. What's my boss right? going to say, right? <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, it that doesn't a... matter. You know, Just go there. You have an office, whatever. Put it on. You know, let everybody listen, man. Uh, and, and that's, what how you get, that's how you get people. There you go. And what Lenny's talking about, you go to uh, LennyMelnickFantasySports.com, and you spell Melnick, M-E-L-N-I-C. CK and uh, Lenny does a, a week a weekday ch- um, podcast. Talk t- week t- nine him. o'clock in the morning. There you go. Podcast come every on. morning. Promote yourself, Lenny. Come it. on. That's it. Nine o'clock in the morning. Come yeah. to the chat room, yeah. Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports dot com. Costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. Just register so I can see your name and say hello to you and, and you know and and hug you and kiss you and everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's. A, I mean, we got people there, forty, fifty people every morning. And uh, I had the I had the privilege, I had the fun of of getting in the car and going out and seeing over a hundred people from the chat room in person with a hug and, uh, and buy them a beer. Uh, in our four-month road trip, that was the trip. Seeing all the people who have supported me over the years, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, the legend actually did that. The guy drove around to every state there, visiting people that listen to a show, which is insane because most people, <laughs> you know, they listen. To, they're in the chat room all day. They don't have a job. They're not a regular member of society. Yeah, well, that's what happens. <laughs> Guys like the reader got a freak job, and they, you know, and now I got only two people left in the chat room, right? But here's what happened. Here's the great part about it, Tony, is that I would, we would meet at a hotel. I would say I'll be at the hotel from nine o'clock in the morning till six at night, 
you know, and we'd sit by the pool because it was good weather. And at about 9.30, a couple of people walk in. Hello, who are you? And they all give me their, their username, not their real name, okay? <laughs> yeah. But here's, and then the others start straggling in. And as they straggle in, the people who are there, they get up, they ask who you are. I'm B-Don, I'm Donkey Teeth. i got some great names in there. And they <laughs> honk like they know each other for years. They embrace, it's not just, a, you know, one of those, uh, you know, little hugs. A big hug, and they just, and they sat around all day because they've been friends for a year and a half every day. You don't see your relatives that often. And it was really, it was really tremendous. I'm really very proud of what Andrew and I have built. By accident, by the way, we didn't go out to do this, but the people, they actually really love each other, and uh, they've all become real personal friends. It's been great. Well, you, you, I'll tell you what, Lenny. Lenny, one thing I want to ask Lenny is, you know, baseball, right? You've been around the game forever, and it's great with fantasy, right? We, it's great with fantasy, yeah. but we all were baseball fans first, and now people are talking about a time clock between pitches. Mm. They're trying to shorten the games, replays in, replays out. What's killing baseball, Lenny? The kids don't watch baseball anymore. What's killing baseball? First of all, the people that run baseball – just have no idea. What I'm going to tell you, my thing about killing baseball, they don't even talk about it. They talk about the length of play, like 10 minutes less is going to make people love the game. <laughs> 10 minutes more. The same people who complain how long baseball games are, or the same people who complain there are no single admission double headers. All right? So let's face yes. it. It's not the length of game. There was a game, uh, I believe it was last year, the Yankees and, and Tampa. Uh, 497 pitchers were thrown in that game. Okay, you got that? 497. How many balls do you think were put in play? Uh, God knows, right? Uh, 1,500. Oh, God knows. (laughs) I know, too. Uh, All right, give us the answer. All right. 497 pitches, 40 balls were put in play. Mm. 27 strikeouts. 15, a strikeout. You need three strikes. You also probably get a couple of balls in there, too. Mm-hmm. So you got five pitches. Uh, 15 walks, one hit by pitch, 13 hits. The problem is not how long the game is. The problem is that there's no action in the game. Strikeouts and home runs are the name of the game. Nothing wrong with a home run, but between the strikeouts and the increase in the amount of walks uh, and also... The foul balls, you know, the cookie-cutter stadiums that are being built, they all have a very narrow uh, foul territory mm. where you can't even catch a foul ball. So the ball goes in the stand, so instead of getting it out, you get another foul. The foul ball, the pitchers throw the ball so hard that batters just foul it off just to get a piece. Mm. So between the foul balls, the walks, the strikeouts, it's all about there's no action in the game. 40, pit, 40 balls in play out of almost 500 pitches. Mm. To me, that's ridiculous. So any, any, any of these uh, nuances that they're talking about, do they appeal to you at all? Or uh, do you think that it's basically, you know, like you just said, that uh, it, 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 that's not part of the problem? Like the, 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 you well, like that's the, it. No. That's not, I don't care. You know, they, so they're bringing back the cart mm-hmm. from the bullpen. You know, because the pitchers don't run fast enough, right? <laughs> so you bring. You know that the Yankees had the Toyota, the pinstripe Toyota. Yeah. That I always we, wanted that, that car. Yeah. <laughs> In 1979, you could 
You could have bought that for eight thousand three hundred dollars, the Yankee mm-hmm. pinstripe card, mm-hmm. all right? but you didn't do it, right, Joe? Uh, uh, so the point is, that I don't know how to correct this. <laughs> the only thing that I think would correct it is maybe instead of uh, a pitcher and catcher, we play t-ball <laughs> and put the ball in play. That'll I bet you know what the way baseball is going with the lack of action. Mm-hmm. I I know it sounds ridiculous and it's never going to happen. But I wonder if you go to a professional game and you use a uh, uh, and you play a t-ball game instead of a pitcher and a catcher. I wonder if people are going to like that more because of the action. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, I could never throw it out to anybody other than Tony Sincata because he's even thinking about the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's a crazy thing because you mentioned the strikeouts, Lenny. I was thinking the other day is what if we limited the amount of pitchers that you could use in a game uh, because people talk about. About, oh, you know, the bound conferences, the catch and go on the pitches there. But yet we we have a new – once we get to the sixth inning, we have a new pitcher every inning, sometimes two in an inning. And that is increasing the strikeouts, uh, for one, yeah. because you've never seen these pitches before. Can we get to a point where we stop having these bullpens come in and blowing people away and limit the amount of pitches that could be in a contest? I don't think that – I don't think you can change it. Uh, when you say what's killing baseball – uh, the emphasis is on the word killing. I don't know what the remedy is. I mean, I know back in the days of Bob Gibson in the 60s, they uh, 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 lowered the pitcher's mouth, all right? And that kind of evened things out. The pitchers had a big edge. I don't really know what they could do. This whole thing, you know, the, to, to speed up the game. Well, in the 11th inning, we're going to have a man starting at second yeah, base. Yeah. Like, what are you out of your freaking <laughs> mind? They come up with all this stuff, and a pitch clock. You know, they've had that pitch clock for about three or four years. The game hasn't sped up mm. uh, in any any league that they've had it. I don't know what the answer is, but it's a, it's it's. A, I'll tell you something. It's a big problem. And I can't even come up with an answer other than the stupid thing about playing t-ball. But the act, think about the action playing t-ball. All right, wouldn't that be great? Every pitch <laughs> is a hit somewhere. That would—I'll tell you—it sounds stupid, and it's never going to happen in my lifetime because I only got three days to go. So they better do it pretty quick. Uh, but no, I don't know what the answer is, man. I don't know what the answer is. Similar to what Very Tony sad. was just saying, that you know, they one of the suggestions was that you know when they bring in a relief pitcher, that the relief pitcher has to pitch to at least two batters. So I mean, they're coming up with all this, you know, these kind of potential nuances. It's going to be interesting when oh, <laughs> when the uh, collective. We'll talk about relief pitchers. So so okay. So the manager picks up a phone. And and he goes to the bull. Why does he first of all? Why doesn't he just uh, text instead of going to a phone? <laughs> Nobody uses a phone anymore. All right, so he That's goes to the phone. Says, "All right, good. you better get up. I want the righty." The righty goes up. He warms up for twenty minutes, and he comes in the game. And what does he do? He warms up. You already warmed up. Just take the freaking ball and let's get going. What do you need warm ups for? You just spent twenty minutes warming up. Now you got to come in and you got to warm up. I mean, think about how long that takes. So, Lenny, crazy. back in the yeah. yeah, back in the day, did you ever think that bark in the park would actually attract people to baseball games? No, you know, I never. I would never go to one of those things. Okay, <laughs> never, never go. I think baseball is all screwed up to start with. They got this song, you know, with with the Indian guy, the uh, Oahu, yeah, and people yeah, were, uh, yeah, you know, everybody was offended by that. You, you know, you put the take me, our, our, our Tony, sing, take me out to the ball game. 
Take me out to the ball game. All right, stop, take... stop. First <laughs> yeah. of all, I'm offended. Get your own job. Go. Why do I have to take you out to the game? All right? You pay for the ticket this time. Next. <laughs> Jesus, you throw me off, Lenny. I don't know the rest I'm of the sorry. Song take now. me out to the ball game. Take me out to the park. And a crowd. You're going to walk around with a mask with the flu going on mm. and everything. It's a very bad song. Go ahead. Keep going. The next line. Forget about What's the next line? Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Take me jacks, out to right? the peanuts. Yeah. Buy yes. peanuts. And Everyone's kill the allergic kids to peanuts. Because he's yeah. allergic to it, right? <laughs> what are they telling you to buy? Buy Buy me a peanuts, but sit in the peanut section. They don't tell you that, right? You know that most stadiums have a special section for peanuts because kids are allergic to it and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. or something like that. The whole song is a, is offensive to me. They got to come up with a new baseball song. <laughs> the next it's line true. is, I, I, I mean, don't you're care. Laughing at me, but it's true. Yeah, I don't care if I never get back. Yeah, that's great. Never get back where? All right, clarify. Never get home. Never get go home again. You're abandoning your family, or you don't care if you come back to another game. And if nobody comes back, then, then that's it for the game. So, which? What does that mean? I, I don't know. How about let me root, root root for the home team? Yeah, root 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 for your DFS team. That's the, the home team. <laughs> Big deal with the home team. Oh, let me check. Do I have this lineup? I got a fan duel. I got a draft case. No, with the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Ah, for it's one, yeah, if, two, three strikes. You're out at yeah, the one, old two, ball three, game. Foul ball replay. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's bring in a new pitcher. It's not one, two, three, and you're and you're out. You got a you got a half hour to kill. Uh, the whole Tony, the whole song is just stupid. Uh, if they got rid of it, uh, there you go. You you save some time uh, in the seventh inning stretch, right? Well, I'm writing my own song. I'm writing my oh, own yeah. baseball song. It's going to be released in my next 45. Vinyl's making a comeback, so you. you we, we, yeah, yeah, I, I no, kept vinyl. those plastic yeah. things just in case. I know. In the middle yeah. of the 45. So t- let's uh, talk about the uh, baseball camp, right? Uh, over a hundred uh, free agents, or close to a hundred free agents. Uh, yeah, no, hold on, Joe. We only got five minutes, and he don't. Nobody gives a shit about that. I hey, do. Joe's from Staten. I went to I went to baseball camp, and I could see a bunch of guys <laughs> at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mike Mustakis, please report to the office. Mike Mustakis, team is called. Lenny, Lenny, yes. Joe's from Staten Island. Right, this thing—the Tout Wars is in Staten Island this year. There's definitely going to be a guy that can't find Staten Island because you need an <laughs> effing boat to get there. So yeah, how do get I get Joe? Right. Yeah, how do I get Joe to be the standby at Tout Wars for all the people that couldn't find the boat or people that were afraid to get on a boat? Uh, I would just tell them uh, just don't show up. I don't know. I, listen, I, I've never been on the Staten Island Ferry, so I'm not the guy. I just got the stadium. I I don't know how to get there. Yeah. You know me, I'll be there two days early, so, you know, I'll find it. <laughs> so, Letty, how about all the people out there that are listening and they want to get in Tout Wars? Is the only way to get in Tout Wars is to uh, buy Peter Kreutzer um, some Johnson's and Johnson's baby oil? Or how do you get in? Well, let's put it this way, Okay. <laughs> Oh, now you're really going to get me kicked off of something. What? I'm just going to say, listen, support Tout Wars. It's it's a nonprofit organization. It's like you replaced UNICEF, by the way. Did you know that? That's their no, new motto. Think. 
Yeah, you, you go around Halloween collecting for Tower Wars now. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of UNICEF. Remember you collect for UNICEF? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that uh, stand-up comic used to, used to do the football? UNICEF is the Halloween disease. Remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> collect, I forget the guy's name. I think yeah, it's no, Bob I, Nelson. So it's, it. yeah, it's a non-profit charity. Collect for UNICEF, uh, Tower Wars. <laughs> it's all about contributions. And they found out that the Russians are trying to get into it. Oh, so, so Joe, have you made a contribution to anyone? I don't know what's going to happen. They're trying to get into it. I haven't made a uh, No, have I have not yet, but now I know uh Well, that's I know what why to do. you're not in. Ed. Yeah. I'm still going to show up. And like Tony Sincata pointed out, where are the minorities? There's only one minority guy in Tower Wars that I know of. Yeah, and it came out like two hours after I asked the question on the two air. Two hours after, I know that. Hmm. There's only minorities in labor, hmm. and there's only one Russian guy in in, uh, in Tower Wars and labor. Hmm. One guy. Tony knows who it is, right? <laughs> yeah, Vladimir Kachikakov. Yeah, Kachikakov. No, it's Ivan. This is his brother. Oh, Ivan, Ivan Kachikakov. Yeah. yeah he to, I, I didn't want to say it, because Cordano would never let me back in here. <laughs> Oh, this has gone off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> off the railway. <laughs> have you ever listened to a Melnick Sincata podcast before? Uh, I'm going to have to go into archives and check it out because this is damn entertaining. Us, they didn't feature us, and they got the, the whole thing, and they think my law and the other guy are good. You kidding me? <laughs> oh, no The way. legend back no in way. old times. So the legend Stupid in Staten people. Island, everybody's going to go out there. They're going to have it at a baseball stadium. Lenny wants you to come and cheer and actually boo some people. And in fact, it's oh, the yeah. dumbest thing ever to boo some people because me and Lenny actually got kicked out of Tout Wars and we didn't even boo yeah, anyone. Matt Berry. Yeah, we were booing Matt Berry. <laughs> we weren't even booing. We were talking too loud. Right? But, but now, on this Wars, you're allowed to respect. Is there a respectful boo? You're respectful boo, a respectful cheer. And, of course, I have a reputation in the uh, auction format for never drafting a closer. Uh, never spending money on a closer. I never have. So when uh, it's my turn to throw out a player, you can start yelling, Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell. And, uh, you know, make it like the NFL draft. Where you can bring signs. You can bring banners. And uh, who knows? You may even have a good time. There you go. So in an auction, uh, do you throw out guys uh, early on that, that you don't want, or do you mix it up no, your I'm strategy? No, I'm a legend. When I go to an auction, the players bid on me. Ooh, right? so nice. I don't throw out players. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you throw out guys. Mm. Of course you do. What do you, how do you think you do it? No yeah. meaning, guys, that you don't want to, bu- to, to build up, uh, you know, to have people lose their money. But, you know. Well, you know what? Everybody thinks that's the way to go, and you're and people are missing out something that's very, very nobody else. You know, listen, I admit I'm a legend, all right, because nobody talks about the stuff that I do. Yes, you throw out the player, but here's the thing: if Bryce, if you got Bryce Harper at 40 and he goes for 35, then you throw out your best player. Chances are that he's not going to he's not going to go overvalued either. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. And we're back. 
on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Tony Sincata, and Lenny Melnick stayed on for another segment. Fantastic. The legend is with us. And I and, and, you know, learned some things today uh, from Len. Uh, he gave us some, uh, some sleepers before. Uh, told us to avoid Kyle Tucker. And uh, I'm looking at what he did in the fall league, uh, batted 214. So Lenny's right on target with that. I learned that in an auction that has league. Nothing to do with it. Not that has nothing to do with it. I know, but it. just know, the, the eye other test too. That, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was. I didn't even know what he hit. I didn't see yeah. him every game. But some of these guys really don't even want to be there. Right. So in all fairness to Kyle Tucker, uh, I could be. You know, look, I could. Everybody else says I'm wrong, and it's very possible that I caught him at a time. I remember seeing Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Trout at the Arizona Fall League, and nobody would have taken him either. Right. Because they have a long season to go to, and then they got to go to Arizona, and a lot of them just want to go home. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the situation with Kyle Tucker. I'll give him that. Interesting with Mike Trout, right? Yeah, Randall Grichuk and Trout were taken back to back by the Angels. So, uh, you know, and and uh, Grichuk now uh, with the Blue Jays. Any uh, any love for him? Do you think that that move uh, helps him out a little bit? Well, I think he'll hit the home runs, and you know, he 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 left a parting shot with Mike Matheny mm. that was very clear as to what was going on with the Cardinals and why Matheny may not keep his job. Mm-hmm. He said every time he came up to bat, he felt that he had to get a hit, otherwise he wasn't going to play the next day. Right, and you, you know, you just can't play like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, he felt that the amount of pressure. Just to be a good ball player is enough without the manager looking at every at-bat to determine uh, your next game. And he couldn't handle it. There's a lot of stuff like that going on. But, you know, you mentioned Mike Trout. I mean, here's the big question. If the Angels really go into the tank this year, do you think Mike Trout will be on the market? Phillies would love to have him. Yeah. You know, he expressed his love for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The Phillies, uh, the next, uh, Phillies have, out of, 20, out of 30 teams, they have the 29th payroll. Mm-hmm. So they got plenty of money and they got uh, plenty of players. Very interesting. Do you think they're trading Mike Trout or do you think they're just going to stick with him? I would say they stick with him. But the guy I was thinking about, I just you know, driving here, I was thinking about Bryce Harper. Let's say if, the, by chance, and it's not going to happen, but let's say the Nationals tank. You think there's a chance that they would uh, <laughs> look to move him? Well, to move him during the course of the year, probably. I, I have no. I don't know. He's gone at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's like you know Machado. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to get anything for him because he's going to be a a rental. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. You know Machado's still with the Orioles, a team that is going to go into the year with two pitchers, mm-hmm. and they think they're going to win. But uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. So I don't know. I don't know about Harper, but mm-hmm. certainly it's going to be, uh, you know, fascinating. And everybody thinks that next year is going to be such a great off season. It will for Donaldson and Machado and Harper. But I think the other guys are going to benefit because only a couple of teams are into those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, who could sign? Uh, who's going to sign Harper? With the Yankees and you know the regular uh, right. uh, big time teams, who's going to sign Machado? Whoever doesn't get Harper, mm-hmm. and then you get all these other teams that uh, where they got to spend their money too. So I don't think it's such a kiss of death for guys like Mustakas or Martinez or whoever to take a one year contract. Uh, they may have to because some of these guys are going to be left without a team. As crazy as that sounds, but the uh, major league general managers and the owners now they got a camp going on as soon. As soon as there's an injury, I'm yeah. not kidding. They're going to place a phone call and they're going to get one of the players. 
here's the problem, though, Lenny. Here's the problem that nobody's talking yeah. about, and it's the craziest thing, is that Major League Baseball has become a lot like the NBA now. And what happened is there's only 10 people trying to win. The agents didn't count on this. Like, why would you pay money for a free agent if you're not trying to win? Like in the American League East, you have the Red Sox and Yankees, two teams trying to win. In the American League Central, you have the Indians, Twins trying to win. Detroit, Kansas City, and the White Sox rebuilding. In the American League West, you have the Houston Astros, the Angels, Mariners trying to win, and the Texas Rangers. That division is actually four teams trying to win. That's the exception. In the National right. League East, you have one team trying to win. Washington Nationals and the Phillies, maybe. So I'll give it two teams. In the, in the Central, you have the, the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati trying to rebuild. The Dodgers, Arizona, Colorado, and the Giants are all trying to win four teams in that division. So there's like 13 teams that don't want to play. So why would they sign a free agent? And all these free agents are out there because baseball's changed like basketball where nobody's trying to win. And it's two, it's two other things, too. The teams that are trying to win are trying to stay above, uh, underneath the luxury tax yeah. and they don't want to spend the money. And here's the other thing. And I talked about this this morning on my show. Uh, Mike Moustakis, what team needs a third baseman? Atlanta with Brios and Camargo, maybe. Yep. Andohar, the Yankees. Yeah. No. Could you Two imagine teams him in a third baseman? In Yankee Stadium, a lefty? I mean, if I was him, look, you know, the Yankees come calling with a yeah. one year contract. You know, 30 home runs is the floor, and, you know, 45 is, is the ceiling. Think about well, that swing the in the Yankee tax, Stadium. The Yankees don't want to do it. They don't want to go over the uh, luxury tax. I mean, there's only a couple of teams who need a first baseman, a couple of teams a second man. Nobody needs a short. The whole Major League Baseball, nobody needs a shortstop. Atlanta, uh, I mean, Miami's not going to spend money. Mets need a center fielder, Ligaris. Uh, Pittsburgh has Adam Frazier. And that's it. Nobody needs – they don't need any players as well as what Tony said, and they just don't need the players yet. So – uh, it's crazy. I'll tell you one team that needs a player. First time in all the years that I look at a depth chart, I look at all the depth charts, there's one team in Major League Baseball, let's see if you guys can get it, have nobody on any depth chart for that position. Wow. Who's the team and what's the position? Nobody. Most teams on depth charts have a, have a guy and, mm-hmm. a, and a backup. Kansas City has nobody. They only have one first baseman in their system. Mm. <laughs> Who's a bona fide first baseman? That's it. They got nobody else. So Kansas City has nobody in the depth chart. I have a feeling Hosmer's going to go the, back You know there, who's no? going to be the first baseman if it if it started today? Logan Morris. Uh, no, Cody Ashy. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> they say Logan Morris is going to go to Kansas. Now, let me ask you a question, guys. I mean, I like to read between the lines, and so does yes. everybody. That's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. So they say this one guy, said, and it's true, there's one guy writes an article, Logan Morris is going to go to Kansas City because he's from Kansas City. Now, I know, Tony, yes. you're from Kansas City, right? Are you I lived there three years. Yeah, all right, that doesn't count. Hmm. But uh, yeah. so you think Logan Morgan wants to go to Kansas City because he's been, what is his high school friends are going to be? <laughs> well, that's not the dumbest thing, in the, all right, because he lives in Kansas City. They speculate he's, that's where he's going to go. Hmm. I don't know. Cody Ashley hit 105 last year in uh, 57 well, at bats. Compared to his lifetime, that was a, that was a pretty good year, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so what, what do you think well, is, is, is happening with this free agent market? Do you think that – how much of it do you think is because 
of uh, next year's crop of uh, free agent players, no, and how I don't much think of it's just anything to, you know, not players. No, it's not to, next year's crop. Okay, what do you think? It, the next it's year's crop, us? the Yankees, all the teams that are going to be bidding on this play, they want to stay under the luxury tax because they don't want to pay twenty percent. When they go over, they only want to pay five percent. I mean, they'll go over. Right. They'll spend a ton of money. But they're not going to pay 20%. They're going to pay 5 because it all resets. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, the uh, interest rate or whatever it is. That resets. So, I mean, I think it's, going to, it's not going to be the same thing next year. Uh, you got some teams that have already tanked, like Atlanta and Philadelphia. These teams are, going to, are moving their way up. The White Sox will be involved. They'll be moving their way up. They'll be looking for players. So I don't think this is a concerted effort. I just think this is just part of the part of. The, and you take a look also last year in the most valuable player voting, three players over the age of 30 were uh, able to garner most valuable player votes in the top 20. Only three out of 20 were over 30. And with last year's rookie crop, with uh, so many pitchers throwing 90 innings, they were rookies. A lot of guys hitting over 15, 18 home runs as rookies. Derek Jeter made a statement that everybody's killing him on. Uh, Verducci, what's his name? Uh, he got the Verducci Tom theory. Verducci. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He interviewed Jeter, and people are laughing at Jeter. Verducci says, "If you signed Hugh Darvish and Jake Arrieta, you'd be competitive, right?" And it, on, on paper, when Jeter says we wouldn't be, people are going, "Derek Jeter's lost his mind." But they wouldn't be, maybe for for a brief period this year, but because they don't get any support no matter what, maybe they can hold those guys for one year with those kind of payrolls, Hmm. and they just can't be competitive. The way that you build the team now is like the White Sox have done it, is like, uh, like the Chicago Cubs, you build from within. And you bring these players up, and you have control over these young players, and that's how you build the team, and that's what uh, that's what uh, Jeter's trying to do. He's the legend, Lenny Melnick, absolutely getting it done right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Lenny, you know, the greatest thing in fantasy sports, what anyone thinks. It's me. It's me, right? <laughs> no, is the draft, right? There's oh, the whole draft yeah. in preparation for the draft. And once the season comes, Lenny, it's kind of boring. Well, uh, I've had moments like that, too. But, uh, you know, look, it's just, I really have. For me, it's a little different. I can't even comment on that because I spend more time uh, helping other people with their leagues than I do with my own. And many times I'll be touting a player on the air and on the podcast, come on and get this guy, he's going to be the next closer. And then I realize I don't go out and get him myself because I'm too busy. What I do, I don't just take questions from people. I follow, I follow my answers to make sure I gave the right answers. I do follow up. Mm-hmm. And I study, you know, I'm, I help a lot of people with their teams. Uh, I get more satisfaction out of that than I do with my own teams. But I do take my team seriously. I just have to cut back on my leagues, and I've done that this year. Lenny, you have an interesting take uh, on the stolen base. Uh, how many stolen bases? Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's been an issue this, uh, with, with baseball the past few years, lack of stolen bases. You yeah. think that uh, it's going to trend in another direction, no? Oh, yeah. I think the stolen bases are going to be on the upswing. 
Uh, look, I remember watching, uh, you know, Louis Aparicio with the Go Go White Sox in mm-hmm. 1959, and uh, Maury Wills comes on the scene, and he causes a split screen TV, and, and, and in many instances. In the first inning, the other team was so rattled that the White Sox and the Dodgers already won the game, or they knocked the pitcher out. The problem with these teams just saying we're not going to run is that it allows the pitchers and the defense to relax. Mm -hmm. And what's the point of doing that? you got to run a little bit more. you got to put these guys on guard. you got to make them a little nervous. you got to make them a pitcher throw to first base. you got to make the pitcher lose his concentration a little bit because he wants to watch the runner. Mm-hmm. And teams are not doing that. And I really do think that uh, that once one team, and I think it could be the Angels, once, once one team shows that base running is going to generate more offense, uh, I think other teams will follow. And I think it's going to start this year. Lenny, when you go to the ballpark, um, it's gotten out of control. Like, you can go and get prime rib at Yankee Stadium and sit in the steakhouse. And back in the day, we had the hot dog, the peanuts. What does the legend go and get when he goes to a ballpark? Are you a sushi guy? (laughs) No, I just, look, I I generally, I, I like to watch the game, so I don't like to eat during the game. Okay, believe it or not, but I stay till the uh, till the ninth inning, and there's a lot of stuff on the floor that you know either take a one bite out or two, and there's a lot of bags of peanuts that are uh, that are still have peanuts in them, and you know I pick the stuff up and I I take the stuff home, I eat it in the car on the way home. That's the way to watch a ball game, no question. And you can save a lot of money doing that. What's your favorite park? What do uh, I eat? <laughs> Are you a city field a guy? I know you're. A, you're a. Uh, I know you. You live in the metropolitan, in New York metropolitan area. Yes. Uh, are you a city field guy or a Yankee Stadium guy? Or you have a favorite venue? I don't go to a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Don't go to a lot of games, and I have a pass. I can get into any game I want. Andrea comes. You know, Andrea's uh, name on uh, is Andrea Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. She is a diehard Red Sox fan, and she will never go to Yankee Stadium. So I have never taken Even her if there. the Red Sox are playing uh, the Yankees? I'll tell you what. <laughs> She's a Red Sox fan. Hates the Yankees, mm. but her favorite Major League Baseball personality was George Steinbrenner. <laughs> because just like professional wrestling, in order to have a great match at WrestleMania, you need a good guy against the bad guy. Sure, right. And George Steinbrenner provided that for all the Red Sox fans. And that's why a lot of the Red Sox fans really miss Steinbrenner, although this year could renew that rivalry. I do think that uh, PNC Park is the nicest park I've been to. I've been told San Francisco... I, we tried to get out there to see a game, but we didn't uh, because they weren't there. I was there, but they weren't. The Giants were out of town. Uh, so, but anyway, PNC Park is the only ballpark I would go to just to have dinner in if there wasn't a game there. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable, really beautiful ballpark. So that's where I would go. Yeah, I've been there three times. It's, it is. It's really nice. And I'll tell you what, when I was there, you could get a ticket for uh yeah. under 20 bucks and sit right you know in the infield it was it was crazy oh yeah so. yeah that's good and oh it's a nice place pnc park is is good and, you know look i i get more fun and this is what andrew and i do every summer we go out there it's more fun to go to a visiting ballpark that you've never been to mm-hmm. has nothing to do with who's playing nothing has to do with the score it's just feeling the environment i remember as a kid growing up in queens new york with the national league the giants and the dodgers i can't tell you how thrilled i i was to say 
I'm finally in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> it was like some people like to go to Paris. I like to go to Cincinnati, there you and go. we did. We go to see games, and uh, it occurred to me a couple of years ago. You know, being from New York, I'm like a guy from from L.A. Uh, we usually take a hotel right across the street from the ballpark, and it, it turned out to be the first time I ever stayed to a game to see the final out. Because you just walk out and you go to your hotel right across the street. That's a big thing, too. So, yeah, I, I, I love the out-of-town ballparks uh, much better than I do the home ballparks. Real quick, Letty, before we let you go, i got a serious question yeah. i got to ask. Do you stand yeah. for the national anthem when you're at home watching the game on TV? No, I don't, but I do it at the ballparks and people tell me to stand up. <laughs> People get mad at me, and I said, I am standing, you son of a... You know, Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's not right. Lenny, thank thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, Thank you for the hostile takeover. No, awesome, awesome. Appreciate it. Go to Lenny Melnick, fantasysports.com. Lenny, I'll see you in the chat room on President's Day, all right? Thanks for for coming (laughs) on. All right. We'll be right back with more. Thank you. Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll be back.